Let's get chilly. Hello and welcome back to Let's Chill, the official, unofficial Minnesota Wind Chill, Minnesota Strike, and Minnesota Ultimate Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jay. And as you can see, we're in person today. We got a little Memorial Day weekend celebration. So we're without Kane, but we're here in person. Um, today we are covering two Minnesota Windchill games, a win and a loss. Uh, you want to get right into it? Let's, let's cover the Detroit game first. Um, Minnesota had a pretty strong game against Detroit. They beat them uh, 25 to 17. And it was pretty much a typical Windchill Detroit game, do you think? Or I mean, other than they, they started off a little bit slower, they only. I mean, outscored Detroit by two in the first half, and I think we I think we were kind of all expecting them to you know go out and like show some real fortitude, like really just dominate in the first half. But they just played a kind of a slow game, and they got an easy early lead, and then just kind of expanded on it from there. But other than that, yeah, I thought it was a pretty typical Minnesota Detroit game. I think both games this weekend were interesting because uh, the Winchell were without a bunch of their star players. They didn't have Abe Coffin, they didn't have uh, Jason Cheetah. Quinn Snyder, um, or Marco Dragney, right? So each of their lines just looked different, and that's a lot of their offensive players. And this year, I think their offense is supposed to be one of their strong suits, right? So, like, they really had to kind of play a different game in Detroit and in Chicago. Yeah, and I just, I'm I'm hoping, at least, that the, the reason my Abe Coffin was gone this week wasn't because of the injury that he had, that he left the game early against the Thunderbirds. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that that wasn't the case, Um but yeah, it, it looked the the team did look different, but it was really really interesting to see a lot of these new faces and just like watch them all play and like see how good they all did in that game against Detroit. Yeah, it was interesting. So we have a list of players who really kind of stood out in Detroit. Um, Tristan Vandemortel actually this whole weekend kind of had his opportunity to shine. Uh, it was cool. Like, he's always kind of been a pretty good supportive player. He's always made uh, a name for himself. But this weekend he played some of the most points in the whole among the whole team. Um, he really, he really stood out. He had the second most assists, most assists, and the most points played in the game against Detroit. So that really, I think, was cool to, to see, um, and that worked well with some of the other newer players. Again, the second line, third line players who maybe are were practice players and got to play this weekend was that's cool to see. Yeah, I know. I think we have it here that Cameron Lacey had three blocks and he had like a ton of playing time. Like he actually got to you know be out on the field, be out playing, and I mean he he turned up big for Minnesota in that game against Detroit. Yeah, that's right. And, and again, Cameron, I know that, that's who that's who uh, is teammates with Kane, right? On the like pickup team. I, th- I think so. I think so. So Cameron, man, if you're listening, glad you could got some got some playing time and racked up those those blocks and I got an assist too. That's cool. Um, and then of course, uh, <laughs> this player stood out to me. I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Matej Petrovic, I believe, is how you say it. Um, I don't know if you've seen on the Windchill Instagram, but every time he's listed on like their roster or like. They they put out like the weekend roster. He's got a lot of fans or friends or whatever who always comment, "Oh, number twenty five, number twenty five, can't wait to see you play." So like he got a goal and maybe got a couple goals and assists this weekend. But I saw one of his goals against Detroit, and I just I just started laughing because it's like, yeah, that guy, like he's on my radar now. So that was that was kind of funny to see, kind of a meme. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, also it was really nice to see Jordan Taylor, especially in the game against Detroit again. Um, I mean, Jordan Taylor was just out there. I mean, a player we don't get to see much of. Yeah. And it just, it looked like, I mean, he could have been a Minnesota starter. He was playing that well. Yeah. And I think there are just a ton of guys who didn't get, who don't, normally don't get a ton of playing time, who really showed this weekend, like, they could earn, they, they have earned this playing time, that they could definitely be put in more frequently. Yeah. And to be fair, I think Jordan Taylor has had 
I think this year a lot more playing time. Yeah, maybe in seasons past, but yeah, this year I think he's been able to again make a name for himself, solidify his role on the team, and and yeah, this this weekend I think the team really looked to him to see, okay, you're going to be the main player now instead of the supporter, and that was a good test, and I, I think he passed the test. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's kind of funny. I think you were watching the game more than I was at the Detroit game, and you you kept texting about like it just <laughs> it kind of looked like they were playing like a pickup game, right? Like. Josh Clayne. <laughs> the way he mean, I think he threw two 60-yard plus hucks for, for two, both to Bevon, both for scores, like just that's hilarious. sent that disc. Yeah, I mean, it was hilarious. It was awesome to watch. That that is fun. And like I think they were just having a good time. And and yeah, like when you're when you're getting ready for a game against Chicago, like you can have a little fun, play the the players who might not get as much playing time, conserve that energy and prepare for a game in Chicago the next day. And they had a tough weekend. Uh, Chicago also had a game on Saturday in Madison. Um, and they, the Chicago beat Madison, and, but it was kind of a, an ugly game. Like we can kind of transition now to the Chicago game. Like I think Chicago has kind of after this weekend further proven and solidified like their role in the central division. Like we were kind of talking about like their dominance and they, they still are a, team to contend with they are not a force to be reckoned with i think or they are a force. they are a force, they yeah. are a force to be reckoned with um and that was proven in their game against madison and against minnesota tonight yeah i think i mean i, I watched a lot of their game against madison mm-hmm. and i mean there were just a lot of ugly throwaways both for madison and chicago mm-hmm. and like watching that game it, it kind of felt like who wants to lose more <laughs> watching it, it that's that's kind of what it felt like yeah um but Tonight, it just felt like Chicago wasn't playing like that against the Chill. It was like, we got that all out, all out of our system, where tonight we're playing like a cohesive mm-hmm. offensive line. And, like, you know, Minnesota got, like, four breaks in a row at one point. Like, their defense really showed up, but I think Chicago's offense just was ready for Minnesota today, and their defense was just ready for Minnesota today, and they were prepared after all that, you know, jitters yesterday. And I think playing against Madison yesterday and getting all of that stuff out versus Minnesota was playing against a bit of an easier opponent yesterday and didn't necessarily get to work out those kinks going into this weekend. That's always the question, right? Of like, okay, where you have an easier opponent, so we're going to be more well-rested maybe, but then we have, and then Chicago had a tougher opponent, so we're going to be more practiced and more into it. And so then it's like, are they going to be more tired? And, you know, you never know how it's going to shake out. An easier opponent the day before or a tougher opponent, which one? Which one's going to make you better the next day? And at least for Chicago, yeah, like you said, it, they... They figured out the kinks. They figured they cleaned up their game, their offense, and and the, yeah, their defense shut Minnesota down and took advantage of a lot of Minnesota offensive mistakes. I think they only had like a twenty three percent offensive efficiency, um, and just a lot of throwaways, especially early on, and that just dug them into this quick. I think like what four zero five zero deficit right to start the game. Yeah. Like it was, it was really ugly to start the game. Um, and I do think a lot of it was Minnesota's offense just playing a little bit too fast because yeah. not necessarily too fast, but just like not chilly, you know? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They were playing a little bit not chilly. They're more, they're impatient, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think when they, you know, they slowed down and they started like taking that deep breath and they just started making sure their dump passes were online, mm-hmm. making sure, you know, the, the transition from cutter back to handler was clean and not just giving up a turnover. And I think, once they started doing that, they started to figure out Chicago's defense, which, I mean, to be fair, Chicago's defense probably also was a big reason why they had a lot of throwaways, that right. that tight, uh, that zone-to-tight coverage, which is what they were doing against Madison all day yesterday. I mean, it was 
it was much cleaner today than it was yesterday. But yesterday it forced a lot of turns and it did today too. You know, when you don't have, you know, you have seven seconds, you got to get rid of that disc. If there's no one open, you just got to throw it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. And like, I think I, I, we had this discussion like every single podcast, but like it's just bears worth discussing over time is like offense or defense, which wins games, which loses games. And like, I think Minnesota's offense really did lose them the game. Like with their their poor conversion rates, their poor like and and the tight defense around right, on Chicago's side, like they couldn't break the defense, and so then they gave up the disc. But when Minnesota was able to get some break points, they had like four break points in a row. That you know, like they were able to to work their way back a little bit, but they never quite caught up to to Chicago. Yeah, I mean Minnesota's defense once again just I mean standing up and saying like we're not. You know, like our offense might not be doing it, but our defense always stands up and says, "Like, nope, we're not going to let this game go by easily." Right. We put our defense on the field, and they're always going to be making those plays, always going to be going for those, you know, those conversions and everything. Right. I know. I noticed um, before the podcast, I checked the player stats, and like overall, not a single player really stood out. Like, there's pretty much every player had like two assists, two goals, two blocks. Like, no one really stood out stat wise. But I noticed Sam Berglund and Dylan DeClerc, so two defensive players, had the most points played. Which makes sense when your defense is always on. Well, I guess it. But I mean, I lost my thought. But but they had the most points played. Yeah. And they made a, a significant impact in the game. Um, and again, yeah, once when they're on the field, Minnesota's pretty strong, and they they again fought back, just couldn't quite keep up. It was too little, too late. Yeah. And I think um, part of the reason why Sam Berglund and Dylan DeClerc had that most points played is because not only that that defensive starting line, they're also the you know, Part of the O prime line, you know, when sure. O line yep. gets broken, yep. the O prime line goes on. I think I think both of them are part of that. Um, and yeah, I mean, like Sam Berglund and Dylan DeClerc are both excellent examples of players who, you know, this year, I mean, Berglund's first year on the team, right? Mm-hmm. He's doing fantastic. He's doing great stuff. And in other games, we had seen him shining. You know, he'd have right. great great pulls. He'd have great assists, great defensive plays. And you know, this game, it just kind of felt like he was present. He was there, but yeah. he wasn't. He wasn't the all-star that we had been seeing in the past few games. Yeah. And I wonder if that was because he was not warmed up, if he was just a little tired from yesterday. I don't right. it was it's, it was hard to say watching the game what the issue was right. with the players, what was in their heads, what was happening. And I think they just kind of snowballed and that we gotta look look towards next week, you know, onward. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like they have, they play Chicago again in Minnesota next week, and I don't know what their roster is gonna look like, but I think if they had their full roster, even if they take away Abe Coffin, let's assume that he has an injury, let's assume he's out. If you get back um, Marco Dragney, if you get back Jason Cheetah and Quinn Snyder, like I think they become way more, way stronger on offense. And I think that they they take the dub um, in Minnesota against Chicago again. So, Yeah, and I'm just, I mean, like, interested why Will Brandt hasn't been playing. Because I think he had um. There's a college uh, championships this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, a bunch of their players were out. Um, I know that's where like PK is, I believe, and a bunch of a bunch of players were out for other reasons too. So yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I know, I mean, Will Brandt in the one game he's played this far this season had those four assists. Yeah, and like he he, I mean, we expected him to you know step up for that bigger role. That's what he wanted to do, and then he he really did in that first week. Yeah, so it's been kind of like a little disheartening to not see him back and not on the line. That's yeah, and that's a tricky thing. Like we're we've got a young team, and that's the drawback with a young team is that they've got college still. They have other clubs that they're you know committed to, and U twenty four is coming up, so we're not going to see PK for a while. Like so, young young team is really good and exciting, but then it's also it leaves a lot of holes uh, for big games like this. So 
you know, we'll see what they what can they can do against Chicago in Minnesota next week and where we go from here. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing that. Follow along on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, YouTube, of course, and Spotify. And of course, don't forget to stay chilly and ka-chow. This episode is presented by the R1P1 Network.